Hello everyone, welcome back to It's a Wonderful Podcast. What sort of weird phase are we in right now? I guess we're calling it the summer 2019 phase, where if you had listened to last week's uh, episode uh, where we uh, talked about Pinocchio, Disney's Pinocchio, uh, you will have found out that Nolan, uh, lovely Nolan, delightful Nolan, we all love Nolan, uh, will be unavailable for the show for the uh, foreseeable future. We don't know how long it's going to be. It won't be like ages and ages and ages, but uh, that w- that is the case. So you're stuck with me, guys. I'm sorry about that. If I'm if I was your uh, least favorite of the two of us, I do apologize. But you know what you're gonna do. I'm here. Um, and it's episode 61 of the show today, and, um, well, I mean, if you've listened to Morgan Hasn't Seen at all, then you know how wonderful she is. Janine, hello, you're on It's a Wonderful Podcast for the third time? Question mark? Yes, third time. Third time. time. Thank you for uh, having me, happy to fill in. Happy to uh, that's good. I'm glad you're happy. I'm glad you're happy. If you weren't happy to fill in, then then there'd be some sort of serious problem, and I don't know what would happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but you are, so that's good. Um, although Janine will not be filling in every week in Nolan's uh, absence, I think it's probably safest to say that the majority of the co-host you will hear that isn't me will probably be Janine on It's a Wonderful Podcast for the coming weeks, couple of months, few months, however long it may be. Um, What? Are you excited about that, Janine? I am. Are you excited to be on Wonderful Podcast a bit more? I feel like it's going to be Janine hasn't seen. Quite possibly, but also... um, also, it is often Morgan hasn't seen two <laughs> on It's a Wonderful Podcast, um, but that is what uh, that is the show we are on today. We've got to try and remember to not get confused yeah, when this happens. Might be sometimes, a tricky, but I think we'll be okay. What? I don't remember what show we're actually doing, um, <laughs> but yes, this is It's a Wonderful Podcast. I am Morgan. That is Janine, and today we are talking about. 1968's uh, Oscar-winning The Lion in Winter, starring Peter O'Toole and Catherine Hepburn and Anthony Hopkins. And it's a glorious historical movie about Henry II (laughs) and Eleanor of Aquitaine, and that it's actually based on a play, a completely fictional play. It just so happens that the characters are real, obviously real historical figures, and the sort of outcomes of the situations are real, and certain things happen that are, did, you know, would have happened, but the actual plot of this movie is fictional, which takes some getting your head around, I think. Yeah. So, first off, I'll let you go into it, Janine. What <laughs> first off did you think about the Lion in Winter? 
Well, I mean, I don't think I've actually ever really seen a Peter O'Toole performance besides uh, Troy. <laughs> besides Troy. Okay. Yes. I like that. And I've heard about the epic performances in this movie. So I was definitely looking forward to that. Because I'm not a super historical person, but I love great performances in classic films. Like all the classic films that I love are especially because of the performances. So that's the main thing I was looking forward to. And it delivered. Definitely. I'm glad. I'm glad that it delivered for you. (laughs) Because you say you're not the biggest historical person. And that wasn't why I picked this movie for this week. Because, yes, this was my pick. As is probably clear um, that I may have picked something like this. I think it helps being from a country whose history is thousands of years old. Um, who's, or true. whose written history is thousands of years old, like mine. Um, the reason why I'm very much into all this sort of weird history stuff. Um, I always feel like maybe no- North Americans' written history isn't exactly old. Um, compared to yours, not so much, no. No, compared to some countries, for sure. But uh, I... I I always uh, I always think back onto when I took a trip to Boston, and because obviously it's a very old uh, Boston and, and Philadelphia and that, and it's obviously very old U.S. cities. Some of the you know two of the first ones, and uh, like the tourist groups are fascinated by like hundred year old buildings, and I'm there thinking the house I grew up in is older than that. Um, and that's just normal. Um, See, so, yeah, I don't know. There's this weird history thing. So you weren't very impressed with the oh, very Im- uh, look, Yankee Yankee history. Very impressed. Not even the I love Boston it. Tea Party. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very impressed. I like it. I like I like learning about it. I, I'm I'm. It's not like not being impressed about by it. It's more <laughs> like. I don't know. It's it's more like, well, I've got a fort that was built maybe in the 1400s, like 20 minutes away from me, so... <laughs> We're still fairly young, yeah. history-wise, I guess. I guess. I guess I'm entitled because I happen to be from <laughs> England. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> much like Henry II, Janine. Much like yes. Henry the Second. Henry the Second is from England. Peter O'Toole, who is a very, very shouty man. He was in this movie. But uh, we 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 like him for that. He is engrossing. I love him in this. I actually now I was going into this believing that okay, this is Hepburn's movie. This is Catherine Hepburn's movie, right? She's gonna absolutely steal everything, and she. Yeah, to a point she does steal every scene she's in, apart from the scene she's in with Peter O'Toole, in which case they are yeah, very equal. He's kind of, yeah. <laughs> he's really good in this. I had no idea because she won the Oscar for this movie. One of four Oscars Catherine Hepburn won. Four that she has, yes. Janine, can you name two of the others? Uh, 
why are you like putting me on the spot i'm a schmodown competitor when i don't know things it just makes me look bad it's exactly why i'm doing it (laughs) it's called studying (laughs) okay yeah i failed this quiz i failed the pop quiz one uh she actually won back to back um, in 1967, she won for Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Oh, yes. In 19... 19- which... Yes, which what? Yes. <laughs> for 1967, I, she I should did, say. She, she didn't do very much in that movie. I don't think that was Oscar-worthy, but... It's Oscar-worthy. In Guess, Who, it was still in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, her performance is Oscar-worthy purely because she cries at Spencer because Tracy's she... last <laughs> thing. Purely because she's against yes. Spencer Tracy is the only reason. Yeah. Um, but she's great in that. She's and great in everything. She's great in everything. And, uh, yeah, f- uh, On Golden Pond is another one. What? <laughs> I wrote an essay about On Golden with Henry, Pond. With Henry Fonda. <laughs> uh, Jane and, Fonda. Uh, and Jane Luca's Fonda. favorite Jane Fonda. And uh, yeah, everybody, everyone's favourite Jane Fonda, and uh, Morning Glory, which was one from the early thirties, which she won for as well. Um, I, I now, yeah, it's 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 strange to me. My feelings on this movie are kind of strange compared to what I thought they would be going in. Right, I was okay. very frustrated by this movie. Yes. But I was I was loving every minute of it. I was so captivated by it and just wanted to bask in all the nonsense that was going the on. The relationships were very twisty and conflicting and it was way more soapy, like soap opera y yeah. <laughs> like than I expected. It was I mean <laughs> Okay, so the, the the whole movie is basically Henry II has three sons, and his wife, who is French, uh, Eleanor of Aquitaine, which is a was a you know a province of France, is a province of France, probably still is a province. I don't know my French geography as good as I probably should. Um, I don't know. Sorry, guys. Sorry, France. <laughs> um, basically, the whole all you need to know is they all plot against each other and with each other to for power after henry dies uh not that henry seems like he's near death yet he just wants to pick an heir yeah before he goes he just wants to get it all sorted out and you're you're there thinking okay i know how this is going okay no i don't okay no i really don't okay i'm i think i'm back on track Oh, no, wait. Oh, yeah, maybe. No, okay. Um, And it's just that for the whole movie. (laughs) Essentially. I was kind of feeling like uh, his mistress just being twist-pulled in all different directions and him telling you one thing and then doing another and, yeah. I think this this movie is basically um, every character saying something, telling someone else that they never meant to say that in the first place, but then telling someone else that, yeah, I did mean to say that in the first place. Yeah. And then All you still not having a real clue who's of what the is truth who's. is and what. Yes, yes. It it's just, it's just very infuriating. <laughs> but infuriating in kind of a good way. 
in an interesting way in yes. a, yeah in a way that like it almost like i sort of liken it to a chess match and there's actually a couple of scenes of uh king philip of france playing chess in this movie so maybe chess is something we should focus on it's here. a running theme perhaps yes. uh, because it does seem like a chess match with every sort of direction going every which way you never know quite what's coming unless you are completely ahead of the game and sometimes you know henry You're thinks not. he's ahead of the game sometimes eleanor does maybe they are maybe they aren't but it's just you are kind of loving for over two hours just watching everything happen everybody manipulate yeah. everyone else and if you love manipulation this is the this one for you for you and the score i must say really helped heighten the tension and set the mood of everything that was happening from the beginning oh i absolutely. really like the score and i mean it's a beautiful movie as well Yes. To look at uh, Cinemascope, I believe, glorious Cinemascope. Yeah. I think this was filmed in uh, Douglas Slocum, I want to say, was the cinematographer. He's done a bunch of stuff, not that I can name off the top of my head right now, but I know his name from doing some damn good cinematography. Ew. Um, But every, yeah, everything in terms of technical wise seems to fit really really well yeah and the and performances it did feel kind of like a play like it felt yeah. very contained yeah and you kind of only focused on the main character so in that aspect you know how entrances worked and exits worked and um how things were shot it all felt very much like a play and obviously it's very dialogue heavy as well yes um but that's good it it, it gives all these wonderful actors reason to display their talents and, and just kind of th- focus on what they needed to say and how to deliver that yeah um i think yeah. almost that's what this movie is and it's kind of a little bit different to what i thought it was it is basically just okay you lot of wonderful actors go plot against Do each your other thing. <laughs> yeah and then you almost gave them free reign to do whatever because I don't know about you, I couldn't keep up with what was going on really and who was with who and what was happening because it was just seemed like it was so all over the place. But that's yes. not like a, that's not a negative thing. That's just as it's kind of the film kind of paints this confusion as kind of what it wants to do. Yeah, it seems to want to confuse you, and because. And it does. Every, because it's confusing all the characters in there as well. Yeah, they don't all know what's the time. happening themselves. So you're kind of stuck in the middle with them because you don't know. One minute you think, okay, maybe they're making peace with each other. But no, it's just a ruse to go behind their back and plot with somebody else. And, yeah. Oh, goodness. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it's, it's all... It, I used to watch Young and the Restless for years. So <laughs> I was getting all kinds of soap opera vibes from this which you know I, I didn't mind at all i mean there wasn't any uh there wasn't any like slaps and gasps or <laughs> anything like <laughs> no, that. no but just the fact of people like manipulating each other and people acting like they felt a certain way when they really didn't and yeah all the confusing relationships and alliances that aren't really alliances and the sneaking and the yeah all of that felt very soap opera i i understand that maybe 
Maybe I'm just uh, that person who believes that every type of soap opera is... isn't worthwhile. And I know that's not true. I know there's actual sort of kind of good quality soap opera out there. Um, or even, even like parody soap opera like Jane the Virgin. Which yeah. is sort of half parody soap opera, but also half legit. Yeah. Um, that's that's a good show. I fell off that show. Uh, I should get back on that show. It's a long. What is did it? you happen to see? 20? Did you happen to see Mike on there? Is Mike Kalinowski on that? Yes. Uh, not that I can remember. It's quite I've a while ago. I've never seen though. it. I've never seen it, but it's in his like. Uh, now I'm. Now I am. One hundred percent going to have to watch that. <laughs> Um, yeah. Just to be like, where is he? What what random episode of season four of the twenty seven episode thing is he in? Uh, that's quite funny. I like that. Um, he's not. He's not in. He's not in the line in winter though. No, he is not. That'd be most. <laughs> but Timothy Dalton is. Timothy Dalton is. Yeah, Timothy Dalton plays uh, King Philip of France, Philip the Second, I believe. Um, yes. Who sort of comes into it because uh, I don't know is this movie set in France? Where is it set? I don't think they ever say. I don't know. No, because isn't she in France? Didn't he like ship ah, her yeah. to her own? So probably uh, her her own like palace in France. So he wouldn't you know have to this, deal with. You her. know why this is? It's because it's Christmas. So a couple of people yeah, are coming together. This, so this could technically be considered a, a Christmas movie. Absolutely. I tell you what, it's going to be on my Christmas movie list from now on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's Christmas. So the the sort of whole family is coming together. And it would seem that they've not been together for ages and ages and ages and years. Um, but, yeah. So Henry. She's kind of estranged from her sons and she's trying to make peace with them. But they're just like, I don't know, lady, I don't know you. Uh, here's a history question for you um who actually did become king after henry the second died richard, richard right? did richard yeah. did and uh, who became king after richard the, I do not know. it was his brother john. john john and we all know who Ridiculous john is don't we dirty john <laughs> yes. john is that john. john from robin hood <laughs> he's in this yes. movie uh, not mm-hmm. not as a lion or as a, you know, warty weasel. Well, he's kind of warty and weaselly. Who has a mole that moves around all over his face. <laughs> King John is never painted in a good light, apart from when he was played by Oscar Isaac, which was very, very generous casting. But everywhere else he's pretty ridiculous, right? It's because he is the worst king of all time. Oh my gosh, he is... I'm sorry, but in this movie he was such a little bitch. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it has to be said. Would you uh, Would you happily have Richard over him? Are you Are you with Robin Hood uh, and with everybody yeah. else that are like, bring yes. King Richard yeah. back because that's the like whole... Like even uh, Men in Tights, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart was King Richard. Yeah, it was I'd Richard. Like that. Yeah, and that's uh, that's fun actually because just just you saying Patrick Stewart there, I did I wanted to bring up because you uh, you had the idea of a little bit of a segment on this show. <laughs> I did, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Do you want to uh, do you want to tell <laughs> people what that is? So basically, just a comparative view of um, 
the old version of a movie and a modern take on it or a remake. Um, yeah, so they yeah. did do a newer version. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. What <laughs> is the segment called, Janine? Um, I've had a few names for this segment. Uh, no, but... you haven't. You've had one name for this segment <laughs> for ages and ages and ages. Okay. The segment is called Deja Vu. <laughs> Which is the greatest name for anything ever? We need a jingle. Somebody, somebody has to make a jingle and in for deja vu. Yeah, in the editing, whenever deja vu turns up, I'll just put the little jingle in. So you know, deja vu, deja vu, deja vu. See, it's I deja think you just vu. did it. I think you just wrote it right now. That was terrible. I, I have no tune whatsoever. I'm not tone deaf, but I'm near enough. No, I think um, that works. I think you should just pick out just that, that sound bite and yeah. yeah. No, can, I'm not gonna you do can that. Mix I'm it gonna... up, put some little wiki wikis on it, and and it's perfect. Mm, <laughs> no, I don't think. Put some put some nice music behind it. It's great. Um, no, I I don't know about that, but yeah, Patrick Stewart starred in a remake of With this Close. movie. With Glenn Close. Now, I haven't seen that either. And have you? Yeah, no, I have not. But no? in looking up this movie, I saw, yes, that there was a TV movie version done by them. Yeah, so that's quite interesting. I think yeah. those two would, would pull it off really well. I'm not sure it would be quite as sort of powerfully enigmatic and sort of shouty. And I don't know, there's something about. Peter O'Toole and Catherine Hepburn that are just like every single word and every single little eye movement and mouth movement I'm just like fascinated to Patrick I'm Stewart I'm kind of worried that I'd just be so distracted by the fact that he had hair <laughs> well there is that as well like long flowy hair <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah I mean you're not wrong there you are yeah. not wrong there um and the guy who Patrick, plays John, I think, I think he would pull it off. He's he's a pretty he plays a pretty smarmy guy and everything. So, who's the guy who plays John in that one? Uh, Rafe Spall. Rafe Spall, okay. Is he yeah. related to Timothy Spall? He looks kind of. Uh, I, you know what? I think he might be. Maybe his so. son. I'm. I. I I'm not. Uh, abso- I'm not absolutely certain. If nobody knows who he is, he was the bad guy who was obviously the bad guy in uh, Jurassic World 2. Jurassic and, World 2? Yeah. I never like saw Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. F- like Fallen Kingdom, that's what that was called. Yeah, right? I never saw that movie. Yeah, well, he's in that, and he plays a guy who's supposed to be a good guy, but then, oh my gosh, he's really a bad guy, and that wasn't completely obvious from the start. Sarcasm. Um, Has there been a good Jurassic Park movie since Jurassic Park, Janine? Yeah, no, not so much. No, it hasn't. And he also will appear in um, Men in Black International. Mm. Okay. Which uh, we have technically, we have both, we we have actually, I well, I have yet to see. You have seen Men in Black International. I have, and he's also doing the same like annoying guy thing. So okay, 
enjoy uh, that. <laughs> Men, in, Men in Black International, of is, course. He, Next he is week's, the son of uh, Timothy Spall. There you go. He is the son of Timothy Spall. Men in Black International is, of course, next week's episode of Morgan Hasn't Seen. So, yay for that, I guess. Unless you take into account what everybody else is saying, in which case I'm not looking forward to yeah. watching Men in Black International. It does International. look like the spawn of Wormtail. I could see it. The spawn of Wormtail. <laughs> that sounds like a potion. Yeah. The spawn of... What does the spawn of Wormtail do to a man, Janine? It turns you into a whiny little prat like John <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Um, he, he was very dirty and scroungy and whiny and terrible, just like all the Johns. Uh, just uh, yeah, he he really was. And um, I forget I forget the guy's name who played him, but I think the most notable. Uh, performance from any of the sons is is Anthony Hopkins as Richard. Oh, yeah, it says Richard. Yeah, Richard the first, Richard the Lionheart, King Richard, whatever you want to call him. He was great. Uh, it was very odd seeing him so young like that. So young, and he didn't with, seem with to have beard. his very, like even his voice sounded different. Like we've all come to kind of know his voice, like you know Morgan Freeman, or you know, like his yeah. voice is very identifiable but this one like he didn't sound like himself it was very weird i don't know whether that was because he was trying to put a bit more english into his naturally more welsh voice yeah maybe um or it was just the fact that he was kind of young because this is anthony hopkins first um major role and we were we were talking about timothy dalton before as well so let's step out of deja vu and we already did that, but still, I just wanted to. <laughs> well, I just wanted to really treat it like an actual say. segment. No, we, we didn't, didn't have, have much to say, as we haven't seen the uh, the the point new, of the two thousand three version. The point of déjà vu, Janine. If we haven't seen the movie, is try and think. Well, would we like? Do we think that would? Do we think that would be something we would like? That's the point and of Deja View. When so we I'd did say that. that's a successful little segment. So we can try it again to for a movie maybe we, we maybe possibly seen. seen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But uh, it's good to bring in. Good to bring in a, a little bit of uh, weird, n- n- non um, <laughs> non consistent segment. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, yeah. But yes, I just Timothy bring a little Dalton. bit of uh, Morgan hasn't seen into this. You know, why, why not? Some nonsensical ramblings, why not? This already sounds like an episode <laughs> of Morgan hasn't seen, but that's just because it's me and you and not me and I, Nolan. I apologize, I apologize. That's only because it's not me and Nolan. Uh, it is me and you instead, but it is not Morgan hasn't seen. Uh, but yes, Timothy Dalton. This is Timothy, Timothy Dalton. Dalton's film debut. Mr. Pricklepants. Yes. Uh, yes, Mr. Pricklepants. It's quite true. Um, Timothy yes. Dalton's film debut as pretty boy Philip II. Yes, he was very pretty. Like he 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 looks. Incredibly I saw him and I'm pretty. like, is that Timothy Dalton? He's so young and so pretty, and him as well. Like he didn't have his gravitas kind of. No. You know, he's also rolling voice that he normally has. And it's very light and soft and yeah, yeah. Dalton's it's kind of odd. Dalton's kind of very sort of gritty and rough 
and he's yeah. always come off as that to me. So to see him play this King of France who's potentially uh potentially homosexual as well, which is not yeah. which is a little bit of something that's a little bit of little bit touched upon, which I appreciated that because it was something that was actually sort of maybe or maybe not going on between and one of those uh, another one of those twisty alliances yeah between him and richard Richard. him and richard yes Uh, that part of it also felt very soap opera it did but i mean yeah it did but that that part might actually be the most accurate part of the whole movie you don't know Uh, yeah you don't know I mean, that was going on at the time. Allegedly was going on at the the time. Allegedly. There's enough... Uh, I mean, I say allegedly as though the ghost of Richard I is going to come down and kill me if yeah. it's not going on. <laughs> if you're telling his secrets. Sorry, Richard. How dare sorry, you? Sorry, Your Grace. How dare you? Sorry, Your Grace. Sorry. <laughs> I, uh... Sometimes, without thinking, I wish um, the monarchy was at the, the, the same uh, level it was at in the Middle Ages. But then I realised that that would mean it was the Middle Ages and everybody would live until they were about 25 and then yeah, die in a war. That's very depressing. Um, <laughs> or of some incurable disease at the time. So maybe was perfectly curable now. Maybe I'll just stick with uh, I like watching history stuff and looking and reading about historical stuff <laughs> and uh, give me my uh, power plots in movies like this or in Game of Thrones or in whatever. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, something like this is probably what got a, a little bit of... Uh, is why Game of Thrones probably got a little bit of its dynastic plotting from. I would think so. Something like this, because it's... I mean, in in Game of Thrones, obviously, it's all a bit twisty-turny. It's not quite as frustratingly uh, intense well, there's a lot of, as this yeah, movie. There's a lot of manipulation that could play into plots of Game of Thrones. and You know, telling people one thing to get them to get an alliance with you and get them on your side and to kind of put them at ease so that you could go behind their back and, you know... Yeah. Do your sneaky little planning. Yeah. And there is uh yeah, there is a lot of that. I'm I'm disappointed. I'm actually very disappointed in myself. Why is that? Um because be, Well, we have another segment on this show, Jenny. We do. It's called the it's called the Mustache Hall of Fame. <laughs> now Last week's episode, me and Nolan were talking about Pinocchio, and clearly I was way too focused on Nolan's announcement and all that stuff that was going on to realise that I should have put Geppetto from Pinocchio in the oh, Mustache Hall yes. of Fame. that was a pretty nice stash he had going there. Nice. Oh. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, do it now. And in hindsight... Geppetto from Pinocchio in the Mustache Hall of Fame. So congratulations, Geppetto. Yay. Applause. Applause for Geppetto. And I do only bring up the Mustache Hall of Fame because this movie is also frustrating in the fact that everybody has a beard and nobody has a mustache. <laughs> yeah, that is slightly upsetting. 
all wonderful beards, even though there was one scene in which Anthony Hopkins, Richard I's beard, looked false. Yeah. It looked like it was... Like, I want to believe that Anthony Hopkins grew that lovely groomed beard, but there was one scene that... where it looked a little bit fake. That hair, that beard, all of it was just not working for me. Not like Peter that. O'Toole's was. Yes. That was great. That's why he was getting all the ladies. I mean, he was. He was getting all of them as well. Like, they bring up one of uh, Henry II's mistresses in this movie. Apparently, he had a lot. So, um, yeah. he was one of those kings. Which, uh, you know, could be whatever it uh, can be. I do believe Janine is currently getting attacked. <laughs> Yes, uh, if you hear any other um, interesting sounds in the background, it's my giant bulldog, Dixon, <laughs> trying to get all up in my business right now, so hi, I apologize. Hi, Dixon, welcome to It's a Wonderful Podcast. I don't believe you've been on before, no, but um, he's, he's on now. If it was if it was a video <laughs> show, he might be on. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's fun. Uh, so yeah, mustache hall of fame or facial hair all hall of fame. The general facial hair hall of fame is is open with this movie, but sadly not the mustache. Um, no. But yeah, so Catherine Hepburn. Let's talk about Catherine Hepburn a little bit now. Oh, you want to talk about Catherine Hepburn? And that is Janine's <laughs> Catherine Hepburn impression, which is glorious. <laughs> that was pretty bad. I, I usually do pretty good, but. That, I'm, that was not good. <laughs> I'm not going to attempt my Catherine Hepburn impression because it is terrible, as you might expect, when I sound like me. I might have the... Um, I don't know. I might have the sort of slight bit of croak that Catherine Hepburn might you have. You don't want to try to sound like her more But I have completely the opposite inflection. And speech pattern of Catherine Hepburn but I adore Catherine Hepburn in, in everything I have ever seen her in uh, I stand by my opinion that she is the greatest actress that has ever lived um, people may disagree with me but four Oscars don't lie um, yes. And, like, earlier in this film, I kind of felt like she seems a little too modern for this movie. I don't know that I can buy her. As a queen of France? In this, like, <laughs> yes, like, in medieval times, I just always see her as a more modern kind of woman. And, yeah, I just didn't see it. But as the movie progressed, I got into it, and her performance just kind of was enough to, like, make me not even think about that anymore yeah because it, i mean it gets it gets kind of emotional it gets really intense yeah. with and all the manipulation is great obviously and she comes out with some absolutely perfect quotes and just lines of dialogue oh, yeah i just some sheer like brutal honesty and brutal remarks like one, and, one of my favorite is you know, i could peel you like a pear and god himself would call it justice uh, yes that was so good it's just yes <laughs> Catherine hepburn you go yes. and be a badass you are ruling this whole movie uh yes 
but yeah her her like one minute she's telling him that she loved him and that she always loved him and then the next minute she was like trying to hurt him by telling him she slept with his father <laughs> it's like oh i never goodness. liked our sons <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh, oh well it's all it, it, it is all. down to the point where she tells him to kill the sons who does she does she tell him to kill john yeah, he has like a knife at John's throat and she says, oh, kill yeah. him. You know, you brought him into this world, so it's up to you to take him out of this world. Execute him, kill there's him. A, there's, a, look, there's also something about uh, a teary-eyed Catherine Hepburn that makes me kind of get all emotional. Because when she oh, looks yeah. sad, she looks very, very sad. And it's like all of a sudden she's crying. It's not like yeah. you can see her forcing any tears. She's just talking. Just like and bang. as the scene progresses, like as you start to feel that emotion, you just look at her and tears are just all, all of a sudden coming out of her eyes. It's so good. It just There are very few good, like really good criers. Like Natalie Portman's a good crier. Natalie Portman is a very good crier. Uh, Demi Moore is a really good crier. Not sure I've, uh, not sure I've seen... Demi Moore in, oh my in gosh, North. she's like she's a pretty crier. Like she doesn't even move her face. A pretty tears are coming out. If you have you seen Ghost? I have not seen Ghost with Patrick Swayze. Morgan. Uh, no. Yeah, if you watch Ghost, she's a really good crier. Okay. Demi Moore, Natalie Portman, definitely good criers. Catherine Hepburn. Catherine yeah, Hepburn is like Hepburn. that as well, where she doesn't move Great her face crier. when she's crying. Yes. You just yes. you just see the eyes just really well up, and obviously, the, mm-hmm. like the way the movie's shot as well, and the color, and just everything just really enhances every little facial detail of everybody. Yeah. I think, and the acting is, it's kind of rare. I think, especially these days, where the way the movie's shot, the actual cinematography enhances an actor's performance and yeah. i just think it like, does i that. loved that scene or maybe not i love that scene when she was just sitting at the mirror looking yeah. at herself talking to herself and she takes her hair down and i'm like she is still so beautiful yeah. like maybe i thought she looked so beautiful in that scene maybe i misspoke a little bit then maybe not enhanced the actor's performance but definitely shows us watching it the best of their talents yes i would agree because I don't think it's fair to say that the actors were needed better that to when, do better. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's fair to say that they needed that to do better because that's not the case at all. And any scene in which Peter O'Toole and Catherine Hepburn are together just talking about, you know, their past, their present, you know, what's going to happen oh, yeah. in the future, all the One manipulation. Minute they're all very lovey-dovey and like it seems like maybe they did have feelings for each other once and then the next minute they're screaming yeah. at each other and throwing shade at each other with smiles and it's Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite kind of shade, especially yeah. when it comes from someone like Hepburn. Oh my because gosh, she's so good at she's so good at putting on that smile that's just <laughs> yes. like oh okay I'm going to yeah. slit your throat in a little bit yeah but I, that whole you... when they were walking to the dinner hall like oh my gosh yeah. all the little like whispering under their breath while they're waving at all the people oh <laughs> yeah, gosh, that was, was so, so funny <laughs> for the Christmas feast with it. oh yeah. that was that was actually really funny oh yes this is this is wonderful isn't it yes. Yes, I, I I hate you. I hate. Oh yes, yeah, let's smile to the people. Yeah. Smile and nod to the people while telling yeah. 
Hen- King Henry, that you despise him and all his children that you have mothered. Uh, and it's just, it is perfect. I watch this movie, if nothing else, just to watch the performances. This is, I feel like this is an actor's movie. Oh, this is a movie that anyone who wants to be an actor, anybody who loves acting, will appreciate so, so much because it is really kind of the standout element of the whole thing. There's a reason yeah. it won uh, the Best act, uh, best Actress Oscar. Um, although I believe she shared it with Barbara Streisand. So I don't know what? how that I don't know how that used to work. Where they could both get it. Yeah. But that's weird. And I'm sure Peter O'Toole was nominated for the Oscar. Um, but of course Peter O'Toole never won an Oscar. I think he um, was actually nominated for Troy. <laughs> I wanna say. Peter O'Toole <laughs> was nominated for eighty seven Oscars. No, no, he wasn't that much, but it was definitely <laughs> like, eight. What? It was definitely yeah. eight best actor Oscars that Peter O'Toole was nominated for. Won a zero. That's terrible. It is terrible when you consider Lawrence of Arabia Everything didn't win him yeah. an Oscar, and this didn't. Um, it's bizarre. And Peter O'Toole actually played Henry II another time. Did you know this? What? When? Peter, Peter O'Toole played Henry II in the movie Beckett. Uh, which I believe is from the 40s. Uh, it, about No, it came out in 1964. Oh, 19, okay, 1964. There you go. Maybe yes. not the 40s, actually, because Peter O'Toole is, isn't that old in this movie. I misspoke. No. Uh, I apologize. That was way off with my movie release dates <laughs> then. Goodness me. Shocked at myself. Um, but yeah, that's Terrible. about... Uh, Thomas Beckett, Archbishop of Canterbury, Thomas Beckett. And I'm sure if anybody who knows anything remotely about English history has heard the quote, Who will rid me of this turbulent priest? No. No. Well, that's where that comes from. Henry II. (laughs) I think Henry II wanted... Henry II was... um, he, He kind of wanted to do stuff and... Thomas Beckett, who was his friend, he appointed as Archbishop of Canterbury, and uh, obviously the Archbishop then looked to God more than he did his king, and it was that whole situation, right? So he got really frustrated with him, shouted that, and two drunken knights went off and killed Thomas Beckett, and that's the story. Oh my gosh. Um, Even though Thomas Beckett was a great friend to Henry II, and still a great friend, he was just a little frustrated... He just happened to shout this out. He was overheard by two drunk knights, and they went and did it. Oh no! And that's the uh, that's the story of that. Um, so that's that movie. I'm I'm actually I'm I, I would actually be quite into watching that movie. Um, seeing maybe how Peter O'Toole either perfect maybe how he, perfected how he plays it differently, yeah. plays it differently. maybe he perfected it in Lion in winter four years after or maybe he uh, maybe he was better when he was a little bit younger obviously playing a bit of a younger henry II in uh, the movie beckett as well um yeah but i mean I, i'd be interested be to see that and uh yeah i don't know it's kind of, it's very strange to me that i came away 
almost enjoying Peter O'Toole more than Hepburn. Because that's kind of what you were expecting. Because that's really, it is really what I was expecting. So it, it feels kind of odd for me to say that. But no, he was outstanding in this. I, I, I really loved him in this. And I love watching historical movies. And maybe you don't, Janine. I don't know. <laughs> Not so much. I mean, it depends. But that's kind of why I figured you chose it. But yeah, I was, once you chose it, I was very excited because I had always heard about the performances. And like I said, I mean, Peter O'Toole is a great actor, but I really don't think I've seen any of his performances aside from Troy. And he's done some amazing things. So I was definitely excited to dip my toes into this one. I mean, if you've got a nice Sunday afternoon, watch Lawrence of Arabia. It's a very, it's a very Sunday afternoon film. As maybe maybe the concept of a Sunday afternoon film is a little bit alien to those outside of Britain. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Yeah, because it, in okay on on British TV, like Sunday afternoon, there's always like a kind of long epic on uh, from the sixties or fifties okay. or whatever. Um, especially if it's like a holiday weekend, like Easter, you are always guaranteed to have a biblical movie on, on a Sunday afternoon. Um, Lawrence of Arabia just falls into that whole category there. Um, and it's been a while since I've seen that, been a long while since I've seen that. So I couldn't necessarily comment on whether I preferred Peter O'Toole in that or in this movie. But I will have to watch Lawrence of Arabia again. Um, I'll have to watch it for a first time. Well, we haven't done it on the show, so maybe uh, the next yeah, time you're on down the line. Maybe yeah. the next next time you're on and it falls on my pick again, unless you want to pick it and be all nice. No, probably <laughs> not. Janine will probably pick movies that she actually wants to watch rather than weird historical movies um, about wartime. <laughs> or well, I do have medieval. some ideas. You do have some ideas. I do. That would work perfectly for my déjà vu segment. Oh well. well, that's perfect then. Yes. That is absolutely perfect then. Um, and because we are terrible organizers on it's a wonderful podcast, I'm not even sure if Janine will be on next week's episode or not. <laughs> uh, at this current. At the point that we are recording this, I don't know that. Um, so I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to promise like often I would do with Nolan. It would be a case of, Nolan, what have you picked for next week? But uh, maybe I can't do that right now. Because I mean, you can if you want to. Can I mean, I'm, I'm available. Should we, do it, should we do it on air right now? Sure. Should we do it on Let's air right it. now? Janine, do you want to be on next week's It's a Wonderful Podcast as well? Are I you taking over this on. feed? I, I Possibly, quite possibly. You are taking over. <laughs> well, we might as well do it now then, haven't we? There's a bit of, uh, <laughs> bit of production side of... That. Maybe, maybe I'm doing myself a disservice. I, I, I like to think I'm a bit more organised in terms of scheduling than I have just shown on air to everyone. But, uh... Janine, if you were to pick a movie for next week, what would that movie be? 
Well, I have two in mind. Like one of them is kind of a Christmas movie. So Another Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, you mean it's June? It? We can't keep doing Christmas <laughs> movies. But they're so fun. I also want to ask um, you one question after this. Okay. Once, once you've um, once you've told us your movies. <laughs> well, see, I don't know. I kind of really want to do the Christmas one, but it's like. It's a Christmas movie. What are these movies? Okay, so I was thinking of either A Little Princess with Shirley Temple. Okay. Or The Bishop's Wife. Or The Bishop's Wife. <laughs> with Cary Grant. Yeah. So you, you're making me choose, or you're not making me choose because it's your decision entirely. <laughs> um, so you make, make a choice, Ginny. Don't have to make a choice now. Make a choice. And we will be doing one of those two next week. It is scheduled. Yes. It is written in. It is penciled in. And um, don't worry, guys. There will be uh, more voices heard on this show in Nolan's uh, absence. But I don't know. There's a reason me and Janine started a show. I think we got a good vibe with the podcasting. I think so. Um, or at least I, I think so. I mean, if anybody else does, feel free to, you know, tell us sometime, please. We'd like that. <laughs> no, that just sounded like I was begging. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Oh, yeah. Please, uh, may I have some coins and stars? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, it's required, okay? It helps. Yeah. It helps. It doesn't hurt anybody to be nice. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I don't know what's come over me. Um, what has come over me, Janine? The only thing that has come over me is the desire to ask you this question. Okay. Who is the lion in winter? Um, I would say... Uh, Henry. Henry is the lion in winter. <laughs> Henry is the lion in winter. But could also be Richard the Lionheart is the lion in winter. I think Dixon yeah, I has think Dixon, some thoughts on this himself. The lion in winter. <laughs> we have determined that Dixon is the lion in winter. Screw yes. Henry the Second. Screw Richard the Lionheart. <laughs> Dixon the bulldog is the lion, is the in, lion winter. in winter. <laughs> Lovely. I um, I really enjoyed this movie though. I really loved this movie. I did too. Um, it was kind of a little bit unusual from what I from what I thought it it was going to be, but it was entirely captivating. Yes, I thought it was going to be all um, gravitas and. You know, no. and straightforward. It was, it's and almost very much like a play with just like specific points, and you know, I didn't expect the interactions to be so complex and manipulative and all over the place and ups and downs and twists and turns. And I was not expecting all of that. I was expecting very straightforward, like very coherent relationships between these characters and it mm -hmm. was not that but that made for a very and unexpected and interesting watch it's kind of strange as well because for being 
you know, for for this movie being about the royal family, in a sense, like the very big scale ramifications of what may happen because of the what happens in the movie or whatever. Um, it feels very small scale. Yeah. For being very big scale, it is very, very, very small yeah. scale. And I really like that. It and focuses all Those on characters. the characters. It was very contained, which I appreciated. Yeah. So you could kind of focus because you, if they had brought too much more into it, I mean, you're already kind of trying to keep up with who's doing what and who's saying what to who and who's with who and all of that. So if it hadn't been as yeah. contained, it would have really got muddled. But I think because it was very contained to these characters, you could focus on them, you could focus on the performances, and you could focus on the dynamics and the relationships. Does it make you want to watch more historical movies about the medieval period? It does. If all the performances are Yay. as captivating as this, I could definitely get down with some history. <laughs> Well, I guess we can go and watch Beckett then. Yes, I, I would. I wouldn't mind. I guess that. we can go do that. Do you have a favorite scene from this movie? Is it that mirror? I do. I like her Hepburn. looking in the mirror, kind of talking to herself, and just yeah, when she took her hair down, I was like, she is still just so petty. Like she is just so captivating. So yes. I um, I think if I had a single favorite scene in this it's only kind of a short scene it's peter o'toole on his own right after he's come out of uh king philip's room where he's just confronted <gasps> yes, all of his children yes and he tells him he's just gonna like disown all of them or whatever yeah yes and he's just he's just walking down those stairs and there's that weird dog in the background that there's a there's kind of there's dogs in this movie. Yes, and they're always barking. They're just roaming like around. <laughs> like Dixon. Dixon, maybe maybe we are um, performing some sort of play of Lion in Winter right now and Dixon is acting. Yeah, I think so. As the. Um, as as the one hounds. of those dogs. Um, but yeah, but, that part when he's walking along the wall and. Yeah. Did you see what color? Did you see what color the sky was? Did I see what color the sky was? Well, yeah, when he was walking outside along the, the castle wall. Was the sky purple? It was. <laughs> well, what a funny turn of events. Yes. Um, but no, I, I loved all that when he's walking down those stairs and he's just sort of clinging onto the wall as because he just wants to cling onto something else. He's realised and he keeps saying over and over again. My sons, I've lost. I've lost my sons. I've lost them, and he just doesn't know what to do for that little, tiny little mono. It's just perfect acting. Yes, and I love it so much. And that Very is that was my. Uh, you felt all of it, yeah. Desperate, heavy, intense, emotional acting yeah. from Peter O'Toole, and I really loved. Uh, really loved that a lot. But yeah, there's wasn't a part of the movie that I didn't like. Um, even the whole confusion and frustration aspect is what the film wants you to feel. Yeah. So you can't be mad at that or 
you can't be sort of you can't think it's bad for doing that because no. the way it's structured set up, and the way yeah. it's set up is just it's clearly that's what it's supposed going to for. do you feel the same confusion and frustration and all of that, that the characters are feeling so yeah and I, yeah, just bring it up as well. Um, the one little part where Anthony Hopkins gets really emotional. Oh yes, it's really like all all of these really intense emotional scenes where it's just kind of the one person talking for a little bit, yeah, and just uh, going on a bit of a monologue, um, like you said with Eleanor and the looking in the mirror, and kind of just talking to herself, and yeah. It yeah. felt very play-like. Uh, yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine that the play is great as well, um, providing you have got good actors or top-quality yeah. top quality actors. I think it's probably a very good and worthwhile adaptation uh, in terms of heightening uh, the... I don't know whether the quality, but maybe the sort of level of notoriety that the play may have had. Or the stage play may have had. Maybe the play went on a little bit of a tour once this movie came out. Yeah. Because it was all very popular. Kind of revived and, uh, and, yeah, had these big actors in it and all of that. I do believe it was kind of a um, a good a good box office draw as well, which yeah. is good. Um, one, I believe one of the top ten movies of 1968. Ooh. Um, which is, you know, if if you brought out a medieval movie today, wouldn't get anywhere near. People don't that. care about history, Janine. No, not I'm so much. Sad. You don't care about history either. Well, I mean, so yeah, <laughs> when you picked this movie, while I was like, uh, I don't know, I might get bored... But when I kind of thought about the performances, that's what got me like, okay, maybe I can get into this. And I definitely was not bored. How do you feel about like Roman movies? Um, it all depends. Greek movies. You said yeah, you like Troy. I could get into that. Yeah. I mean, that movie's ridiculous, but I actually do really like it. And Peter O'Toole. Peter O'Toole has a great like monologue in that movie. Of course he does. That it's Peter like, O'Toole. I know they to. give him they give him a great moment in that movie. I will say, I like Greek. I like Greek. I Greek history stuff is probably the history stuff that I enjoy the best. Okay, okay. Uh, again, maybe it is just me being uh, English bias <laughs> of having all these things kind of happen in this country. Well, I mean, like I love the Patriot. <laughs> That's historical. Okay. Okay. What about... um, What about, like, Henry VIII movies? What about Tudor movies? No, no, I've never really seen a lot of those, no. Not that I'd be against them. I just haven't seen a a lot of those. A Man for All Seasons. Janine hasn't seen... (laughs) I was actually contemplating uh, picking a man for all seasons for this. Um, but I thought I'd go a little bit older okay. in history and a little bit. Uh, what about. No, I'm just going to. I'm going to stop doing that. 
I'm going to stop doing that because you've already given me the answer. Greek. Greek. Yes. Greek is your is your is your favorite time. If any. Um to finish off, to wrap up, to begin to wrap up. I also wanted to point out the fact that Catherine Hepburn put Peter O'Toole in his place on the first day of shooting this movie. She did. That's not surprising. Cuz Pete because Peter O'Toole was renowned for getting drunk and then doing his work and then leaving and getting drunk and being all that. And Catherine Hepburn was like, no, no, <laughs> if you're working with me, you will not be doing that. Wow. I love and her apparently so they were apparently they were great friends, but like they hadn't worked together. So when they did, it was just like, Peter, no. This is not Stop. happening. Stop it. <laughs> and, uh... Peter, you're not going to be doing any of that nonsense with me. Darling. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I would listen to Catherine Hepburn yes. if she told me to, to do that. Listen here, darling. So, uh, <laughs> I just like how they were... They were really good friends, and I just like how Catherine Hepburn... She could just shut it down. Even in real... Even in real life... Has that, um, you know, has that about her that you would, you you are just kind of so respectful of her. Yeah. Um, that you would just as a human being. Put your crap aside and listen. Yeah, to her. Peter O'Toole actually wanted her for this movie as well. Oh, he was the awesome. one that suggested it. Yeah. Um. So that's always great. He actually named his daughter Kate after her. Oh. So that's nice. Yeah. As well. I love old Hollywood and all the Me people too. being old friends and being involved with each other. I know he wasn't sure whether Peter O'Toole wasn't. I know he wasn't sure whether she would want to do this right after Spencer Tracy's passing. Because um, she was obviously in quite a bad place. Yeah. Um, But hell, she did and she won the damn Oscar for it. So, so it was worth it. It was worth it, Catherine. But yeah, seeing well her done. really kind of put me in a mood for some like old classy Hollywood type stuff. So yeah. And that isn't isn't that wonderful yes. then that you have decided to fill in quite a little bit on yes. It's a Wonderful Podcast because <laughs> that is what we do here, Janine. Yes, if you that. hadn't noticed for sixty one episodes. Yes. But that's like the side of like classic Hollywood that I love. It's just like the <sighs> the people. Yes. The people, the actors. Yeah, it's a it's a big draw for me. It's a big draw for me, for sure. But yeah, um, to wrap up, is there anything else you want to say about the Lion in Winter? Some final thoughts. Well, just I really enjoyed it. I mean, I wasn't sure what to like expect. I knew it was going to be some great performances, but the history aspect, I was like, I hope that doesn't like make me tune out. But the performances really brought it home for me. It was not what I expected to have all these like deep, twisty characters, soap opera feeling kind of moments. So I appreciated all of that. I uh, really loved the score. Um, just yeah, was really surprised how much I enjoyed this one. Yeah, wonderful. I don't think I can add anything else than what I've already said. It's a great movie. Go and watch it if you love big performances that you will just absolutely be captivated by. 
you need to watch Lion in Winter. You will not regret watching this. It's quite a quick two hours 50 as well. It is. Uh, it does not feel dragged no. in the slightest, which is always a bonus as well. But Janine... What have we got going on? I know we talked a little bit on the on the Wednesdays Morgan hasn't seen about the Schmodown collision, which is tomorrow. If you are listening to this on the day of release. Yes, it is live. Go to SchmodownLive.com to get your live stream. It starts at three. You can see me compete in the manager bowl. Um, That's 3 p.m. PST. Yes. And there will also be some other great matches going on. Uh Kevin Smets versus Mike Kalinowski. A winner goes to face Rachel at Comic-Con in July. Um, a singles match with Paula Yama and... Uh, who was the other person? Oh, Liz, uh, Liz Shana-Miller. Miller. Yes, and then yeah. um, the team uh, title match. See if the Shire Wolves can get the belt back from the odd couple. So... Yeah, very exciting. I'm excited to compete on my manager's behalf and get him control of the league for a month. So that should be very interesting if I can pull that out. (sighs) But yeah. It's a big event. Yeah. It's a big event. Go on. uh, You'll still be able to get your live stream tickets if you are listening to this on the day of release. And maybe if you are listening to this on on the Saturday, it airs uh, to, I'm not quite sure how the live stream tickets kind of work. Um, pre-show starts at two, I believe. To buy. So, yeah. So okay. Hopefully, if you get it earlier in the day, you'll be to have it, and you'll be okay to start streaming it by two for the pre-show. So yeah. Check but yeah, go and go and check that out. Janine will be involved in it, and also don't forget to check out Morgan hasn't seen, which is the other show on this. We did talk a little bit more about the Schmodown collision and what to expect and what we are looking forward to on uh, this past Wednesday's episode where we were talking about Men in Black 3. Yes. Um, next week on Morgan Hasn't Seen, we will be talking about Men in Black International, the new movie with Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. And then, uh, as Janine stated earlier on, next week on It's a Wonderful Podcast, she will be returning to talk about either a little princess or the bishop's wife, yes. whatever she chooses um, by then, I'm sure. It will be quite clear from the title of episode 62, which one she has chosen, I doubt we'll do them both in the same episode. <laughs> yeah, doubtful. That would <laughs> That'd be a little bit confusing, but hey... <laughs> But hey, we are nothing if not confusing, <laughs> yes. as yeah. this movie that proved. It's a wonderful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are nothing if not confusing. Guys, you can check out the show on Apple Podcasts, where you can leave those five-star ratings and reviewings, and it helps us out a lot. And we will love you forever and read out your lovely, glorious review, should you give us one on the show you may be talking about. Because we have two shows here, Janine. And do. you are on both of them. <laughs> I know. Take over. Isn't, isn't that just wonderful? Because I am also on both of them. So <laughs> let's just hope they don't get sick of I us. Don't know. So I'm sure you'll you'll spice it up and have some other guests here and there oh, filling yeah. in. But yeah. Oh for sure. I will happily yeah, fill sure. in when you need me. 
I am always uh, concerned that people get sick of me, Janine. So that that is well, a thing I, I am cursed with. <laughs> I don't. Well, isn't well? That's lovely of you to say. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, but yes, find the show on Apple Podcasts. Do all that good stuff over there. You can also find it on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Podbean, Castbox, Podcast Addict, Google Podcasts, uh, various other podcast providers. Um, just search It's a Wonderful Podcast and you can find this show. And you can also find Morgan Hasn't Seen on the exact same feed. And uh, you can buy... Your Morgan hasn't seen, and it's a wonderful podcast shirts on Janine's T Public, uh, which is G Nine Design, letter yes. G number nine. That's um, right. What else can you do? You can follow the podcast on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One with the number one to see all the uh, updates for both shows and what's going on. There is currently a poll out on. Related to Morgan Hasn't Seen, on yes. which Will Smith movie I will be watching for our bonus one on that show, our bonus film on, on that show for the end of the Will Smith Men in Black series. Uh, you can go and choose uh, which Will Smith movie I'm to watch, and that will be on on uh, on the Twitter. Yes, so check my Twitter for that poll at yes. Janine Dubbin on Twitter. And anything else that's going on, Janine? Um, not so much. Just doing these shows with you, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it and is. And Schmodown Collision, and yeah. And Machine Mondays on TriviaSD.com. I have our article I put out every week, uh, every Monday on TriviaSD.com. Machine Mondays, just my thoughts about different Schmodown-related topics. So check that out there. And yeah. Wonderful. Guys, you can check me out on Twitter at the Purple Don with a three instead of the E in the because Janine, you always say it on Morgan hasn't seen. Do you want to say it on this as well? Because <laughs> three is the magic number. Yay. That's just confusing everybody even more as to what show they're actually listening to. <laughs> Look at the title, guys. It's not that goddamn hard. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit aggressive there. Um, until next week, guys. Uh, I guess until next week on Morgan Hasn't Seen, technically. Yeah. But until next week on It's a Wonderful Podcast, episode 62 next week, we are well into the 60s now. Well, not well into... We are into the 60s now, and I'm very happy that we have come so far. Um it's great and Yay. it will continue for here's to the next 61 and 67,000 yes. more after that however long I, will, I hope to help keep the legacy alive sir the legacy is strong <laughs> um yeah i'm this is where i would say nolan see us out now <laughs> nolan isn't here as we all know so being that it is It's a Wonderful Podcast, because on Morgan Hasn't Seen, I don't force Janine to do that. But it is It's a Wonderful Podcast, and oh, it is goodness. tradition. Janine, <laughs> see us out. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.